0: So,
1: what's happening here is that Paul had previously spoken in chapter 7 about things that uh, make a lot of sense. Basically, and, and, and um, when we read this portion of Chapter 7, it's, it, it was repeated a lot of times, uh, and it has to do with struggling with sin. And the last week we spoke about, might it be, you know, sin is not, doesn't govern us. And we shouldn't let it go, because we are now uh, saved by the Lord of Christ. But when Paul is speaking here, and he's speaking mainly in the third person, he's not necessarily speaking about himself. Sometimes that maybe is perhaps misunderstood. He's speaking in general, and in general it is. So, struggling with sin starting from chapter seven, fourteen, we're gonna uh, look at the more immediate context of what we share when we do tonight. So the trouble is not with the law, or it is spiritual and word. The trouble is never really with things basically outside of us. And that's why it's so important that we turn our lives over to Christ, which the Lord has have done, and let the Holy Spirit confer us, um, because the problem is basically with us. The trouble is not with the Lord, or you speaking about the Jewish Lord, but we can appropriate it to, to, to a whole host of things that we do all the time the trouble is with me, for oh, I am all too human, a slave to sin. So, elaborating on what we shared last week and so forth, that's why we are free of sin, because if we use the Holy Spirit, that down payment that we're given, the uh, Lord. You know, that is what governs us. Not... The external thing. When we find ourselves being controlled by external things, that means that, you know, we can say that like, oh, for. It's not the law, it's not the school, it's not the government, it's not, you know, it's not my associates, it's not my friends, it's not my spouse, it's, not my... it's me. I don't really understand myself, or I want to do what is right. Remember, though, no, he's not really necessarily speaking about himself. It's a way of speaking in general. But I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate, and that is because the trouble is with me. But if I know that I am doing what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the law. It's good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And, and, and it's you know, the whole saying the devil made me do it, and, you know, that old joke. And we can always find a reason why we don't do what is right, or whatever it is, or think what is right, or behave in the right way, whatever. It's a, you know, doesn't have to be anything major. We don't necessarily want to dwell on this because you see, if you get the sense of what Paul is doing, you see he's running through this. Is grateful that there are standards. He's grateful that there's a law. He's grateful that there are things that tell us what we do. But they, those things them, themselves, in themselves, if we dwell on them, that's what I was saying from, you know, from last week, if we dwell on them, even though they're good, is what makes us feel, keep falling back. For without the Holy Spirit, dwell on the love of Christ. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my simple nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. That's the way that fascination of the flesh does in contrast to the spirit. Our human being, our human self vacillates, our human is is vicious-washing, goes back and forth. What gives us definitive thoughts? What gives us uh, confidence? And whom Christ is to us, is the Spirit. And that's what we should rely on. Because we'll find ourselves vacillating, going back and forth, easily persuaded with bad things and influenced by bad things when we know, as a fact, that is not what we should be influenced with. I guess with us, Listen, what I've been emphasizing more and more is for us relying on the Holy Spirit and draw our spirit from the Holy Spirit. So every time you feel that you're vacillating, that you you know, you're going back and forth, that you're uncertain, that you're steady in your thoughts and so forth, just remember that you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you all in Jesus' prayer of God and relying on the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit that was given to you for this very purpose. That is one of the advantages of course between in a law that the church, religion, Christianity itself, Judaism, may I put forth, the thing is that we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Ultimately, that's that guide. That's, that's what keeps us stable. That's what keeps us from vacillating. And because no law, no rule can be perfect and, and, and so forth, and doesn't really apply to everybody all the time in the same way, you know, there, there, there's some, and then subject to human interpretations, and so forth, and so forth. It's not the rules, The womb's made of, uh, for guides, and so forth. It's the Holy Spirit that ultimately keeps us doing what is right. And I put that in a positive way. Doing what is right. Okay. Verse nine, uh, verse uh, twenty-one. Uh, I have discovered this principle of life. I'm reading the new, uh, the new literature. Uh, I believe to be. Uh, it's a bit a, it's a, it's a of a power phrase, and I'm doing that a uh, different, Um It's a new literal transformation. Uh, so, in verse 21, I've discovered this principle, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God Lord with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Now, like I said, he's speaking in general, and that's how people may feel at times, not necessarily you. But what he's trying to say is that we don't have to go there. We don't have to be there. So you know that we should never read chapter seven without chapter eight of Romans, because you 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 might think that, that Paul is preoccupied with sin. He's He's going through all the stuff that we go through. He's telling us what all the stuff that we go through. Verse twenty-four. Paul, oh, what a miserable person I am! What a miserable person we are! We'll never find peace that way, dealing with what is wrong, he the power the Holy Spirit, uh, who will free me from this life, and that's a rhetorical question, that is dominated by sin and death, thank God, verse 25, thank God, thank God, that's kind of what he wants us to recall, to remember, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So, you see, he says, how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God, Lord. Right? And... um
0: But because
1: of my sinful nature, I am a slave. Now remember the Bible is not written in verses and chapters and so. We put that in so that we might have reference. So that's why, you know, chapter 7 chapter 8, let us not think of it as chapters in a sense because it is a continuation of what he's saying. So now... So now there is no condemnation. But God for Jesus, the answer is Jesus. Because we really all that stuff that's being said before, when I want to do right, I do wrong. When I want to do wrong, when, I, when, I, when I'm doing right, I find myself doing wrong. All that kind of stuff really is an exercise of Basically telling us the conflict that we may have in us if we don't realize, if we don't internalize, if we don't if we don't understand or have a good concept or accept, yet we are no longer slaves to any of this. We are not condemned. Recently, I was speaking about the terms that are often used by poor, the legal terms, forensic, we call them. We're not If you were brought up in charge, and you went to court, and you went before the judge, and your lawyer Pleaded for you and presented your case. And the judge got rid of your sentence. And this is where I want to put a little emphasis on right now tonight. Who's guilty? Not like it just didn't happen. People said justification be like it just didn't happen. No, 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 no. It happened. We were sinners,
0: but because of the blood of Jesus, and he pleaded our cases for us.
1: That was taken and blotted out from God's vision because God doesn't look at sin. And a record of
0: white clean. So if you are able to walk out the court room as a free person, why would we
1: go back to being slave? When he says slave, he I me. Mean, you mean why would we go back to be wrestling? with sin.
0: Thank God. Jesus
1: we our case and we're free. Did You went before the judge, you're guilty. The judge says, now somebody pleaded on your behalf, I accepted that plea, you're free. Would you say to the judge, Oh no, oh no, Judge, punish me anyhow. No, we are not
0: condemned. Judgment
1: has not been handed out by
0: the Judge
1: condemned us. We are free. In a greater context, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-given spirit has freed you. Amen, amen, amen. You're free. Do not condemn. And remain for that God. Every
0: three million minute